0: Welcome to my podcast, Patient First. I'm Dr. Naveen Samaya. I'm an Australian registered specialist plastic surgeon with 17 years of surgical experience. As the scientific convener of the non-surgical symposium and a former president of the Australasian Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons, my goal is to help patients navigate the complex world of both surgical and non-surgical aesthetics, but by understanding what is evidence and what is not. This, I hope, is going to help them realize their aesthetic goals safely and in a manner consistent with good clinical practice. This podcast is an extension of that legacy. My aim is to empower you to make the most educated decisions about your choices concerning your face and body aesthetics and your safety. Each episode, I will be bringing to you cutting-edge science and exploring surgical procedures in a modern, evidence-based approach to aesthetics. Plus, I will be inviting some esteemed guests in my podcast in the future to offer new perspectives. Tune in each week as together we explore the next frontier of surgical and non-surgical aesthetics. Skin care complements plastic surgery. And it enhances the ongoing results of plastic surgery because it simply addresses the deteriorating skin condition and helps to maintain that at a much better level. Say if you didn't look after your skin. And this, I came to realize this very early on because when I did my advanced fellowship training in the United States, every single consultation with the surgeons I was with, uh, they usually refer to the patient on to a skin care consultant at the time of the consultation to see what complementary recommendations are necessary, in some cases mandatory, and what complementary skin treatments would be necessary to maintain the outcome. It's a bit like if you look at your average lifespan, and let, let me start from the age of 20 to the say age of 75 or 80, your skin, depending on your life, your lifestyle, your habits, where you live, how much of sun exposure you have, will change. So at the age of 20, you have to have an age-appropriate treatment. So I think to start off with the teenage or early 20s, the biggest bang for your buck will be from understanding the impact of sun protection, them understanding the impact of a healthy, nutritious diet that ultimately translates to good skin health. There is no point of trying to ignore those two aspects of excessive sun damage or cigarette smoking or bad diet and focus on creams, serums, and other things to undo the damage. That will not work. Because a lot of my practice is focused around the eyelids and the periorbital area, patients assume that surgery is the only solution necessary. And when patients come and see me, sometimes you can offer other non-surgical modalities that can actually give them a better approach as a better result than putting them through surgery. Yes, surgery is effective. Surgery is useful. But at the same time, if you have somebody who could be in quote unquote, the gray area, it is always worthwhile trying to go back to basics and look at a non-surgical intervention first before you recommend a surgical intervention. And uh, that's kind of what I do in my practice. So for example, if there is a uh, person whose primary problem is overall bad skin. I think a skin care regime based on regular assessments, low-grade chemical peels, a structured program of advanced cosmeceuticals, which requires prescription-grade skin care, will help improve the skin quality. After that, if there are still residual concerns and we get to a time three to six months down the track to reassess those options and then recommend as required. Uh, uh, Prescription-grade skincare is a very effective method of treating certain conditions and especially when it comes to some amount of pigmentation that patients do get either as a part of the surgical healing process or post inflammatory hyperpigmentation for whatever reason. Prescription-grade hydroquinone and uh, vitamin A could be prescribed as a ongoing modality to help patients address that concern. And if that happens, we usually recommend a prescription grade hydrocranone that could be compounded and then the patient could benefit from using those products as a, on a case by case basis. There's generally a certain amount of bias towards uh, prescription grade skincare, and this could be based on patients' previous experiences or information from third party sources. With advancing science and technology, products are better, the delivery mechanisms are better, the concentrations have been studied, scientific reasons to back up the right amount of concentration. So if it is prescribed well, the right ingredients, the right percentage and the right formulations, it is more likely to be in your favour as a patient-friendly approach as opposed to causing irritations. Yes, we do acknowledge that intolerance to products is a part of what we do. And if that's the case, the patient is appropriately advised that uh, to contact us as soon as uh, they notice something that is not right and appropriate remedial measures will be taken starting from discontinuing the product immediately and maybe going down to a lower grade concentration or maybe a different product altogether. With advancing technologies, scientific evidence and heavy marketing, there's a lot of natural skincare brands available that uh, promise you a same level of efficacy and results. Sun damage is still the primary trigger And coming back to sun protection, this is something that can be started at a very young age that doesn't cost a huge heap of money. It is a habit as basic as brushing teeth, but the dividends will continue to be delivered throughout your life, both in terms of young, youthful skin, skin health, as well as a risk of sun-related skin cancers. Diet is a grossly ignored part of skincare. Now, the important part we need to talk about is the role of sugar, the role of processed food, the role of ultra-processed food, sometimes dairy, in how it damages the skin. There is a concept and a name for a product called advanced glycation end products. It depends on the type of food and the method of cooking used in the, for example, a grill, different to a steaming, different to frying, will all create a whole heap of different advanced glycation end products. And what it does is the high sugar content in your body due to your diet will ultimately damage some parts of your collagen. And we all know that collagen is an essential building block of skin and better quality collagen influences good quality skin, which ultimately influences your appearance as well as your response to surgery, healing, so on and so forth. So if you have a sun-friendly lifestyle and a sugar-friendly lifestyle, And to top it off, if you are a smoker, then you have hit the trifecta because these are the things that really damage the skin. So it is our discussion that I have with all my patients is to look at these risk factors and advise you to say, okay, fine, have you considered sun protection? We are living in this collaborative ecosystem of the non-surgical aesthetics where we look after our industry partners as essential partners in the progress in a patient-centric world because... The R&D provided by these big corporations is essential to progress the quality of clinical care and push medicine from what is today's medicine, amorous medicine. So big companies like SkinCeuticals and uh, Synergy Skin do commit a lot of time and research to products to improve skin and overall lives of patients. I think the concept of skincare has to be looked at through the prism of skin health. Now, if you go back 50 years ago, the technology behind skincare products was not that great. So all you could do is have product A, B, and if you increase your concentration, you ended up with an intolerance or a rash or a allergic response. But thanks to R&D, and this is where skin care R&D is very important, uh, you not only find these ongoing scientific research that improves the product systems, but also an understanding of the skin, the size of the molecules delivered, the encapsulation methodology, and the depth of penetration now allows you to provide the skin with nutrition and nourishment of active ingredients, what the skin really needs to maintain its health by a topical application. If you think surgery is the treatment necessary for back injury, post-surgery, exercise, lifestyle modification, rehabilitation, weight loss will help you maintain the benefits of your back surgery and skin conditions and skin pathology or pathology for any other body part is no different. You need to have an active form of treatment followed by an active form of maintenance of the benefits. And this is where skin care and good high-end skin care can help you maintain the skin quality and the skin nutrition and the skin health for a better outcome thank you for joining me for this episode of patient first i hope you found this podcast useful remember i'm always listening and if you have any questions you would like me to answer on the show or upcoming episodes please connect with me via my clinic website thank you